0: Welcome to another episode of the Experience by Design podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Mazzara, host, and today I'm, uh, I'm running solo. Just back, uh, decided to take a nine-day road trip in, uh, in a Tesla. Uh, so last summer, I had uh, I had bought a Tesla Y, and uh, my wife and I had a, a vacation planned for this, uh, this summer, which, unfortunately, we had to, to cancel and uh, decided on a uh, plan B, which was to, uh, to take the EV out on the open road and see what kind of adventures await us. And uh, we definitely had some. Uh, we had some. I, I, you know, for those that have an EV, I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And uh, if you haven't decided to, uh, to push the limits of it, to, to get out there, uh, get out there. It's, uh, it is fun. Um, I think we hit uh, we, from... So you're pittsburgh into parts of illinois and indiana out to uh, kansas city um quick little stop in lawrence kansas to uh, st louis and memphis and louisville um through little rock uh, challenging to find uh, charging stations in little rock up to columbus ohio um back through pennsylvania and then onward to uh to New Jersey. But I have to say, the the story that uh, I, I, and I had to share this with you, you guys, talk about experiences, was the trip to Pottsville, Pottsville, PA. Um, if, if you're familiar with it, some of you may, uh, some of you may not, but Pottsville is the home of Yingling Brewery. They, uh, it's the original location, uh, worth a visit, but we pulled into Pottsville And uh, we we found a charging station through charge point at a parking garage. So here we are pulling into PA and uh you know we find the garage and we pull into the garage and we notice that there's a a ceremony that is just wrapping up and of course the ceremony is right next to the uh, charging station. So we asked them to to move the cones, which they did, and here we are pulling around the corner to the parking spot, and all of a sudden, um, they're taking pictures of us. Okay, um, you know, we're kind of scratching our heads. So park the car, get out, and we are greeted by the Honorable uh, James T. Muldowney, uh, the mayor of Pottsville. A very nice gentleman. And he came up, and as it, as, it, as it be, there was the dedication ceremony for the parking garage. And we are the first EV to ever uh, drive into the garage and use the charging station. So he comes up and he takes out the power cord and plugs it into the car. We're having pictures with the mayor, Uh, met his wife, met several of the the town council members, the electrician who installed the EV, and uh, they greeted us with some yingling beers. So here we are in the parking garage, and uh, we're having a couple beers with the mayor, taking photographs for the paper. I mean, famous, famous. Uh, Very, very parks and rec, very, very parks and rec. But I I have to say, um, you know, kudos and and, and a shout out to Pottsville and the mayor for, um, you know, really taking that initiative and and installing um, the charging stations into the garage. Um, Certainly makes sense. Uh, It's right around the corner from the Inling Brewery. They they realize it's a tourist destination and they want to be Obviously, keeping up with with the times and making it very friendly for for people to um, to visit to find parking, and obviously for for EV owners. So, um, very funny story. I, I have to say, you know, the more of driving out there, did not have any challenges in in finding EV parking. Um, noticing that a lot more retailers and hotels. Um, even some gas stations have been installing chargers. Um, you know, it it forces you to stop to to get out, stretch your legs, um, go grab a cup of coffee. Kroger um, was 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 very much on the on the stop. They always had a, a charging station or uh, or giant, and we enjoyed ourselves. So. Uh, take it from me. If you have a, a, a Tesla or uh, you know any one of the other kind of EV vehicles that are out there, take the road trip. I, I wouldn't second guess it. Take the road trip. Get out there. Uh, little Rock might throw you for a little bit. There's only one charging station. It's on the outskirts of the town in an outlet mall. Uh, nice outlet mall, but you're not going to really find much downtown in, uh, in Little Rock, sadly. But there you have it. So nine, nine states in nine days and uh, loved every minute of it. Um, also got a chance to catch up on some other podcasts that I had been wanting to listen to as well on the uh, on the road trip. So uh, there you have it. If you're looking for a last uh, thought for a summer trip uh, and you have an EV or you're about to buy an EV, get the EV, take the road trip, enough said. So that's my story. Go to Pottsville by the way, visit the England brewery, get down in the basement, uh, they take you through the caves where they were uh, bringing beer through during Prohibition. Um, it is a fun tour. The uh, the beer garden at the end is uh, is worth the uh, the price of admission. So and the parking garage and do say hello to the mayor. Uh, no, he's very friendly, and uh, we really enjoyed our time there. Uh, so yeah, so uh, back after that very fun and exciting trip. Um, about, you know, I think about two weeks ago, a week ago, I was invited to uh, participate in a, um, a shop association, it's a, a retail focused organization, and, uh, they had an event called CoLab, which was talking about the advancements in, in retail technology and, and what role that would play in the future. And there was a, a, a question that came up, um, which. You know, I'm kind of keen to, to riff on for a little bit was um, about what technologies do you feel um, have value? Or, you know, where do you see or what role they're playing in? And my, my response, I, I quickly gravitated towards towards VR. Um, you know, it's a technology that I struggle, I, I have a love hate relationship with it. Um, I, I'm curious on, on how everyone feels about it but i i struggle because a lot of times i've seen it used as a very i don't know in a goofy kind of way it is it is not connected to really the environment that i'm in it's not connected to the user experience it just it's just there there doesn't seem to be a real meaningful experience or or purpose tied to it and and so I elaborated on that a, a bit more during our our conversation, and everyone seemed to to agree. But you know, I was then kind of asked about examples of of where I've seen it's it's done right, and and I was a bit short. Um, you know, I think in in a sense of, of retail, real kind of purposeful engagement. So, you know, I've I've gone back, and 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 I think naturally, as we all do, it's 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 you know, trying to research or trying to find some some experiences. And, you know, I think there's there's a, a couple sides to this. Um, you know, I think in terms of, of, of VR, um, you know, I think there are some good examples out there um, from from using it at home. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. And I think when you get into the theme park or the theme entertainment world, it is it is done very well. Um, you know, I I go to IAPA, um, which is a, a trade show for for theme parks, uh, that takes place down in Orlando, and there are numerous vendors there that have it tied into to roller coasters, to um, you know arcade style games, and there's an enjoyment factor to it. There there is an awe, and the way the content is produced, and the environments that you're you're put in, and the stories that you are. that are being told around you are are absolutely brilliant. Um, There's a a new theme park that I had seen, uh, I think it opened in 2018 or 19 in in China. It's called the the VR Star Theme Park in Nanchang, um, which I'd love to to check out and hopefully I could get back to China at some point. But um, There's a lot of it. It's an entire theme park that's built on um, different types of VR experiences. So um, I think there's there's that aspect of it which is purely for entertainment. We're not you're not trying to sell a product and and the user experience is to a degree self-explanatory. Now, there are misses with it, obviously, through the visuals and or the story that uh, they want to convince you is is real. Um, you know that's a whole nother debate. But you know more specifically, I, the challenges I've always seen with VR is, What's really my my reason for putting on the goggles? What's what's my reason for, um, you know, standing in this environment and feeling a little socially awkward as I'm I'm navigating a space and, um, you know, people looking at me and saying, "Well, geez, what what is he doing?" Um, and so you know, the more I was looking around, there's been a couple of examples that I didn't even realize existed, and uh, that I found, which starts to I think kind of proved my point to where you 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 can use VR in an environment, but you do need to have a creative story around it. I think to make you want to to put on the goggles to to interact and to encourage others to be to be part of that experience. Um, you know, it's it's you know the first one that I had um, you know come across, which I'm. I'm eager to go do, but I have a feeling that it's it's since passed. Is um, there was a hotel I discovered in London called the uh, the One Aldwych Hotel, which had a a virtual reality cocktail. Um, yes, yes, it was it was an item on the menu that you would order, and it would come with a pair of VR goggles. And and so here here is the, where the story comes into play, which I think is is simply brilliant. And so. You know what they were trying to do is is put you in a position to where you're having that cocktail while you're at the distillery so you you put the goggles on and immediately you you're flying over the island the isle of Mull uh as as you know heading to the Dalmore, um you know in scotland and so this you know historic distillery immediately they're they're setting that environment You know they're they're putting you into that place you are you know in your mind sublimely feeling that you're in Scotland Um, you know you're having that great cocktail and and the cocktail is just absolutely amazing Um, you have to google it I I cannot remember all the ingredients um, but obviously you know highlight it with this very fine scotch and you know and also just from the pictures of the hotel I mean there's an there's an and the ambiance of, of elegance for class—you know—it's a story. I mean, it's it's an experience. I, I you're not ordering just the cocktail, but you're ordering this this virtual experience that heightens the cocktail that you're having. And I thought that's that's very creative approach to it. I haven't seen that type of sensory type experience to where there's a connection to the drink or connection to something physical. There's always that that disconnect in me, put Excuse me. You put the goggles on. You're you're interacting. You're you're you know waving the arms. But you know here it is encouraging you to, to really enjoy what it is that you ordered in this unique setting. And so I thought, well, you know that's that's what I've been talking about. That's what I'm trying to kind of explain. That you need this this full kind of experience to really provide value back to the technology. Um, and I think that's what's often missing. And so you know, I continue this this discovery because now I'm in, I'm engaged, I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, i i i found a whiskey experience. What do I find next? Um, and so you know, you look more, and and so then I I was reading more, and then I found um, this experience that will be debuting soon in um, in Las Vegas in the Grand Canal shops um, from a company called Sandbox VR, uh, which is is basically. Um, You know, creating a uh, virtual reality arcade. Um, They're going into a space um, that was um, vacated by a company called The Void. Um, Some of you may be familiar with them. Um, I am. We 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 did a project a couple years ago um, for Madame Tussauds in New York City for Ghostbusters, and they created this this VR experience. And You know what i kind of find interesting about this is this this kind of takes on this kind of socially immersive theme um where it's this you know unique combination of full body motion capture and and making you feel as if you're in this this alternate universe or this other world um i have you know obviously not experienced. i haven't experienced this one yet because it's about to open um I think pretty soon this summer uh it might already be open now as, as as this podcast comes out but if it's anything like i would remember with the void um what i found was very interesting is that you are navigating through a small environment as you're wearing um the vr uh, technology and they are augmenting that experience with with wind with um just different effects uh rumble strips underneath your feet so uh, as you're seeing a, maybe a building falling apart you're, you're feeling that underneath you so you now have a physical you know sensory connection to the environment and from what i've been reading ab- about this experience is that it's it's about the same you know it's kind of on that same same path and um you know again i think very much just like the the whiskey ex- you know examples that here you are you know, having more than just a visual connection, but you're having a physical connection. And I think that adds this additional, I know, I mean, I, I, I like I said, experience it with The Void, um, and their experience is that it, it adds and, and makes a more, you know, I, I don't want to say the word personal, but it makes a, a more, um, I don't know, physical connection. Um, that I think provides value back to the experience and, and makes it seem almost more authentic. Um, I think that's that's the challenge with a lot of these is where's the authenticity? How do you bring that out and how do you make the user feel that or, or look past the you know this notion of being in this virtual environment where you connect it to something? Um, so I'm kind of excited to to get back out there to uh, to see this eventually. So. So then I, I, you know, kind of at this, this point where you know, now you start to see that um, I'm not alone or I don't think any of us are, are alone in, in believing that, you know, VR is, is a powerful technology, but it's you need more than just the visual, I think, to to make it purposeful. Um, so another, you know, creative one that I had seen is that there is a, a restaurant um, that will be opening soon this this actually just came out in syracuse um it's called spot 625 and and so this is creative so there's a company called quantum experiences and is a it is a virtual reality dining experience um this one's a little bit different so you know from from looking at uh, quantum's website and some of the other experiences they've done you are not you're not putting on the um, the goggles you, you, you're not you're very much in an open environment but it's projection based and so you you have clean walls you have a clean table and you know there's this you know bit of whimsical design to it to where you are feeling you're part of a, a themed dining experience um, you know everything from the way that it the the imagery on the walls to um, the way the food is presented or augmented with the design, um, it, it is transcending you into um, this just unique space. I, I wish I could provide more of a of a description to it, um, just because it, it changes. It seems like every dining partner they work with, it has a different theme that it follows it along, um, that I follow you follow along with. And and from reading of of, of this a bit more. Um, you know, it sounds like this is going to be at least in, in Syracuse, there's this I guess dream sequence I'm kind of reading this as I, as I say this of a main character whose mind journeys from a pulsing nightclub to a snowy forest to outer space um, so it sounds really interesting um, you'll see, walls, tables and, and plates come alive as you wait for an expertly prepared meal from the executive chef, so I find it interesting because now we're looking at, you know, a virtual experience to where we don't need to. I mean, we're viewing it with our own eyes. Um, you know, you're taking this blank slate of a room, and you are, um, you know, creatively altering the perspective that you have of it through projection. Um, you know, which is which is virtual reality. I mean, you you are. I mean, that's the whole sense of it. You are providing the guest, the user, the audience, with an altered perception of what they're they're viewing. Um, you don't need to necessarily have the goggles. Obviously, there's another dimension that you you gain with it. But you know, here they're trying to you know augment already what seems to be an elegant dining experience, a culinary experience, um, but allowing you to um, not have that awkwardness of of these heavy goggles or um, having to perform different actions for engagement. I mean, it's it's accenting the food. it's it's making it even more of a a social experience. And I think that's, you know, again, that's been this this theme. I mean, it, it is a, you know, virtual reality should be a social experience, I think. Um, you know, at home, obviously, it's 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 not. it's it's usually a game or some type of shopping experience, but I think if you are, going out there into any of these environments i mean there's a there's a social aspect of it that needs to be thought through uh, as well as a story as well as a story i mean let's let's not forget that the story you know sells and makes you want to um, become part of it so you know other ones i i'd say you know it's it's interesting i mean you, you continue to look and i will say it's still far and few that these these experiences as I'm, as I'm describing that are thought out exist. Um, you know, I think just we as an industry and and talking about experienced designers or, um, you know, other, other, um, you know, facets of, of design are still figuring out exactly how to, you know, use technology to tell a story. Um, it's it's just something that, unfortunately, I think there's a trial and error to it. I think there's a lot more of a thought and design that needs to be considered as these are, are being created. But when they are done right, and I think these three examples are ones that were done right, um, is a powerful and memorable experience. It, it resonates with you. I think each one of these so far, I'm, I'm like, I, I just need to, to go and, and do it. Um, I am a bit excited. Uh, one of the ones that I I, I did discover um, there's a, a new Harry Potter store that uh, just recently is about to open in New York City in the Flatiron District. Um, I, I, I will honest. I'm not a very big Harry Potter fan, um, but um, I am a big fan of stores that have a story and a unique design to it. And this one checks all the boxes. And I noticed that Warner Media um, has developed two specific stories. That are VR, VR based. That will only be there at the at the stores, and I think they debut um, in a couple days. So I guess yeah. So I guess the store is open. So I will uh, venture up there as well to uh, to check those out. Um, obviously, New York City is always kind of nice to see some some experiences like this start to to come back. Um, the last one, and I had I had probably I think I mentioned this. Um, a while ago on a podcast, or I'd mentioned this uh, somewhere um, out there that it's always kind of struck me as as probably one of the, the better retail experiences that, is, that has been done um, was by Canada Goose. Um, obviously we're familiar with the jackets, we're familiar with the brand, um, but I don't know if you're, you're familiar with the um, sort of multi-sensory retail experience that they created. Um, about a couple of years ago i think i think it was 2019 that uh, that it debuted um and so ultimately it was it was into the it's in a flagship retail store and you know what what i find really fascinating so so basically it's for it looks it looks the details look about four to six people can come through this at a time and so you know you are going on this immersive trip Inside the elements, this interactive installation, this this large scale um, installation, and installation. Excuse me. And and so, you know, it's it's a journey where you know you are using the goggles, and they are taking you on almost of an expedition. Um, you are walking across cracking ice. You are traveling into places that are unknown. Um, but you're walking in an environment that is that is cold. So again, there's that sensory element that's tied to it as you're wearing uh, the coats, and so you are you know in this room that is 12 degrees Celsius. Uh, so it's cold, and you know you are at the center of this experience, and you have this opportunity to to test out their their most popular jackets. Obviously, that is is what the the flagship is is promoting and so you know there's this i don't know this 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 narrative that unfolds um you know through you that you are you know really feeling connected to the environment you're getting a sense of how the the clothing is is durable and how it um you know protects you and how you, know, you are feeling that you know this is um you know the kind of gear that you should you should you should use. So now here's a, a real good connection back to you know why the product matters and putting you in an actual environment to feel it at at work. Um, obviously you're not you know going through this hiking adventure, but it's emulating that, you know, the projections, the visuals, the the cold, the whole sensory, the whole ambiance. Um, is a perfect setup for, you know, use of the, of the clothing, and I think that's why I I like this as an experience because it shows and helps sell the product. You know, I think that's one of the few examples that are out there, to where there's an emphasis on the product. There's a story connected. You know, the, the brand knows the brand knows who they are. They know what they're the fans of the brand. They 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 know where you're going with it and they tell that story very well in this experience and then help connect you as to why that jacket makes sense. Um, and I think a lot of times that's what is is missed. You know, it's that story behind the product. It is the story behind the brand or it is an experience as, as that makes sense for the brand. It's not left, you're not left guessing why. You're, you're not left thinking I, you know, I didn't miss out because I didn't do it. Um, you know, here's, here's a narrative that you want to be part of. Um, even if you're, you know, maybe you don't want to buy the jacket, maybe you just went in just to experience it, but you're still, it still resonates with you. And then you are telling the story to, to other people, which, um, you know, from what I looked on, on social has had a big impact out there. And so I, I think in, in, you know, kind of looking at, at these, and, and I can you know go on, but I kind of go back to my original answer where you know I still struggle to find a lot of great examples to where brands and environments have embraced VR as a, as a technology that you know delivers a meaningful story. Um, I think there's still a lot of we just do it or just put it out there to have it. Um, you know they don't worry about the story they they barely worry about the visuals it's just we're innovative um, and I question why I use that word if all you're doing is copying um, you can say you're you're innovative in copying versus you're innovative in storytelling um, you know I think that will change um, obviously I think the pandemic has has pushed VR and AR obviously a lot further ahead in in being discussed. Uh, I know that we continue to entertain conversations about it. And I think, you know, for me and my team, it's still the, and the other, you know, designers that are on this show uh, that we we talk about is, we're not gonna put something or design something unless we can really find a purpose or, um, you know, come up with a story that connects it back to the brand. Uh, Because without that connection, uh, I think without that, real authentic approach um, you know we feel that it's it's not um, something that we seek our clients or wanting to direct our clients to invest in um so that's my ramble um that's that's my 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 riff on this um I'm really curious uh, you know I'm gonna continue to have these conversations uh, that are out there um, just to continue to uh, you know find other agencies that, are, are working on VR. I'm curious, you know, from those that are listening and what your experiences have been. Um, you certainly know where to find me on uh, on Twitter and LinkedIn and and, uh, and Instagram, and, and so I'm I'm curious to sh- you know for you to share your experiences with me. Um, so again, thank you for listening to uh, to this episode, um, especially to my story. I'm gonna leave you again saying Pottsville, Yingling Brewery, that's where your EV trip needs to uh, to start or end. Uh, it's a great way to uh, to culminate a very good time on the road if you've been out there. So, as always, thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned. I have some great guests that are lined up uh, throughout the course of the summer. Uh, we're gonna just continue to have some good conversations, and uh, I keep chatting about experiences. So, as always, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, OpenEyeGlobal. I'm also on Twitter. At OpenEye Global and Brian Mazeros, and uh, LinkedIn as well. Uh, so feel free to connect, drop me a line. I'm curious to hear your stories and share your experiences. And thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.